are live. Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Night Screening. As always, this is Andres, Chris, Nicole, Jess, the brave new part. God, why? The brave sit. <laughs> why? And the uh, cowardly Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did nobody get the reference I was going for? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Explain. Uh, oh, did you do? Did you? No, why don't we have him start? All right, Simon Pick says Adam begins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm sure Adam will bring it up as well. I mean, we'll get to it. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, I picked this bad boy of a film uh, just because... What film? What film? We haven't named oh. a film. <laughs> <laughs> this bad boy of a film, Demolition Man. <laughs> Uh, filmed in 93, has some powerhouse actors in it, it's got uh, Sylvester Stallone, it's got Wesley Snipes, it's got a young Sandra Bullock in it, uh, we also have a lot of interesting cameo appearances, um, you know, we got like a couple seconds of Jack Black in there, um, just a lot of like interesting trivia for sure. Uh, I thought that this would be really interesting just to kind of like dissect with you guys, uh, despite just the fact that it's almost like, what is it, The Last Action Star and a lot of those other sort of hammy films of its time. This one does something that I think is really brilliant, and it really goes into world building in a way that I think no other action film has really done before. Um, so I kind of wanted to like raise that question to all you guys. It, I feel like it would have, I feel like when they probably drafted it up, it would have been better off as like a show. Yeah. Like, they try to jam so much into two hours. It's, yeah, I've never seen another example um, of something like that. that Mad Max. Well, no, but, like, something like this, it has, like, comedic, like, tones to it. Like, Mad Max is, like, an epic. Like, you, would, you wouldn't go into this thinking it's, you know, they're going to go into that much detail over just, like, tiny little, like, you know, aspects. It is so, okay, so I'm going to explain why I introduced myself the way I did, um, a good portion of the plot of this film is taken from the book, or inspired from the book Brave New World, written by Aldous Huxley. That's oh, right. Yeah. Sandra's character's last name is Huxley. It's a reference to a Brave New World. He, um, there's a line that uh, Wesley's last character, Simon Phoenix, even says, like, this is like, a, like we in a Brave New World, right? So, uh, definitely references to that book. It's, it's a little bit different from your, it's a, it's a dystopian science fiction book, but unlike say like um, 1984 or something else um, its approach to dystopia is a more utopian dystopia so like where there's like no conflict there's no problems like everything's like perfect and then the guy the main character is trying to escape that world and live in his own like away from that in a society where he believes that conflict is required because it gives meaning to your life and that's kind of the main message of that book where that a perfect society like where there's like no crime, no need to worry about like food, hunger, whatever, is naturally not an ideal society because there's no conflict and conflict helps drive some level of meaning to life. And there's parts of this film that are very obviously kind of inspired from that by kind of looking at the future in a... In an, in an often like jokingly negative context, you know. Is that the one where they're like consistently taking that drug? Is that Brave New World? Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot what it was called, but okay, I remember the story now. Yeah, I don't remember the drug, but yes, it is. It's that. Gotcha. Uh, book. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, so I, I think um, 
definitely to try to like flesh out that aspect of the film. Um, Marco Brem Brem Bramboli Bramboli. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. The director. The guy, yeah, director. Um, it was Bramboli. Yeah, he uh, like I think definitely try to like flesh out like the world building aspect to definitely match parts of like to to give it that brave new world esque aspect to I guess uh contrast that with the main characters you know who are like from the past yeah isn't it, is it ambitious the only notable thing I saw that this guy did was the Kanye Power music video <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was it I only wow. saw three film credits to him this film being one of them yeah I thought again what I really loved about this was that it also has a lot of like um I'd say even pokes to what we see with modern day society um let's look at like taco bell fun fact by the way for some areas in the world that little tidbit of taco bell being the one and only restaurant was actually replaced with pizza hut depending on if they didn't have taco bell in that country i wonder so, did taco bell and marlboro pays people who made this film for oh, all yeah. that additional advertising I'm sure the thing too is we look we look at it in another sense like, this is very much a reflection of what neoliberalism looks like, right? When, like, Amazon and Jeff Bezos, like, people are going to rule the world and everything becomes incredibly sterile and clinical in a very particular type of way. Where, like, you know, your Taco Bell is going to rule the world and everything is going to be very much dictated towards, like, one type of brand or another. Like, Oldsmobile, right? Like, um, it's kind of like a, a really interesting thing to see how, like, Everything is so oddly politically correct, but at the same time not, because it also still encompasses massive power structures. Like, uh, what's his name? The police officer Garcia, definitely supposed to have Latinx roots, but is like the most whitewashed person there, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you then you what, what makes him whitewashed? Oh, uh, the fact that one, he's not a speaking Spanish. A lot of people who are speaking Spanish are definitely like in touch with how like. Um, that whole entire like Los Angeles culture has been for like a long time and now suddenly it's become incredibly gentrified the main people in power are white also by the way owning their own entity and corporation which shows how it, um, again neoliberalist is a huge uh, corporate structure is definitely just trying to like sterilize any sense of humanity or culture um, and that's why you have people that are like stuck underground Freaking trying to hunt Taco Bell trucks because of the vast amount of disparity, economically speaking. Um, it's just, it's crazy. There's a lot to it there. I, don't know, I felt like the movie was like a, an ultra conservative Trump supporter's wet dream. Like, 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 think about it. Like, the way, or at least like the way they perceive things in the future will be, right? Like, like the kind of person, like, oh no, PC culture, cancel culture is going too crazy. What, 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 why can't I say, like, oh, the like racist shit anymore, you know, like, like, people like that. I, I feel like this type of film, like, it, it confirms every single actor of the worldview that, oh, people were tougher in the old days, you know, they were, they were cooler in the old days, and now everyone's a bunch of fucking pussies. But their world would be the world of the idiocracy movie. Yeah. That's what their world would be in reality. Very true. Yeah, but, like, that's what I'm saying, like, it's... It's like the the, it's the, the fantasy other, provided it's the, it's the in the film, extreme. yeah, like like seems to be like that kind of fantasy to me, which which is one part of the film that aren't because I don't like gel with that fantasy. That's not my personal fantasy. That's not how I personally view the world. So, um, 
Like, that, that part of the film did not really gel well with me. And honestly, yeah, that's part of the reason why Brave New World doesn't also gel with me. I'm just like, wait, hold the fuck up. If there's a world with no fucking hunger, how's that a fucking bad thing? Like, okay, I, I, I get it. You, you don't want everybody taking drugs all the time, but it's like, what? You, you, you know? Um, uh, it, it's, it's, the, it's the way things are framed. Um, it's interesting. So, like, I'm kind of going off point here, but based on what you're talking about, um, I just realized how much this movie or this story has influenced so much. So, like, recently, I wa- this past year, I watched this uh, anime called Plunderer, and it's literally the same concept as this. Um, a futuristic society where they manage to eliminate like everything but that's only because these elites are controlling everything and they left everyone else in the bottom and everyone's suffering but no one cares because they're out of sight and out of mind and, and I just connected to that so I was like shit and I actually like that aspect of this film where like it, it has that additional element which I don't think was in Brave New World where, where it's like okay it's be it's like the utopia society in this film is not a real utopia society because it's still being done at the expense of other people. Neoliberalist hypercapitalism, that's literally what it is. <laughs> I mean you, you can kinda of see it throughout history as well, you know. It's like like yeah, like American history looks amazing if you're not black or Native American. Yep. Um So it's just like okay, you got this like one group of people who are definitely getting the preferential treatment and it's like, oh wow, this world looks amazing, but it's like it's happening at like the expense of someone else. So yeah, no, there's there's that aspect, and that I, again I do think that's a little bit different from Brave New World. Um, to you seem that's like more inspired from like kind of like the dystopian stuff that was actually popular in like the eighties and nineties, um, than like like Blade Runner and all that shit. And look at the cultural appropriation that existed as well, right? Not only do you whitewash authentic Mexican food by saying Taco Bell is the end all be all, mm-hmm. but then you have like high up officials that are literally like wearing kimonos and shit. Right, but totally appropriate no Eastern reason. culture. And composed with like whatever that guy was was drinking sake in the very beginning. Exactly, which was also hilarious. But and literally they had like the Asian secretary in the back and this white dude. So the the, the main man who was controlling the whole neo world. The warden. Kato. Yeah. He oh, was actually so having a small glass of sake on his side. They said alcohol was. Yeah, bad. yeah. I'm wondering. So what's that? But but was that intentional though to show? Perhaps from if it, if it, oh, uh, like yeah. he's above the yeah, law. Yeah, yeah, that he's he's been acting that way throughout. I mean, the he film. did fucking release a fucking convict to kill off someone. What what is interesting for me is you say plunder. It reminds me of that. It reminded me of psychopaths more mm-hmm. for some reason because the way the mm-hmm. way in which You're psychopaths right. worked for me was they released. They didn't release ex convicts, but what they did was they took out their brains and then they put it into the pretty much a hardware system where every single convict's uh, ideology would be taken into effect and then the reverse would happen so I mean you're right because that's what they did with the rehab program yeah so this is this is very similar in my opinion to what happened in psychopaths but at least in that the story was laid out slightly better in terms of what people thought and I feel like I feel like you're right. saying that like they have similar aspects, but I feel like Plunderer is like their main story. I didn't, I'm not like, talking about plot. I'm talking about demolition. Man. I know, but yeah. I'm saying like the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, keep in mind, I think demolition man was just supposed to be dumb fun. Yeah, I, yeah, there's yeah. definitely inspirations oh, from like more serious right. literature, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's, and then, that's why I still like it. But even though I do think it spouses, spouses a very regressive worldview. It's just like the scenes are so fucking edgy. 
entertaining. The one-liners are fucking entertaining. The acting is incredible in this film. Like, like I know, okay, no people normally don't think like heavy acting is supposed to be incredible, but we've seen each and every person in this film act in something else in a more serious work. I've seen you shit on so much acting in the movies we watch. It's just so weird hearing you say that. I don't know why it's going to land with him. It's awesome. The fact that they like kind of like go out of their way to like really ham up their performances to really sell how silly this film is. Because it's still... No, sure, you're right. Like a lot of the times the delivery with a lot of the stuff they're saying is like, how are you saying that with a straight face? With like very like minimal emotion. It's like, you're doing a good job. Because normally I feel like people would emote a little bit too much. Yeah, no, they do it perfectly, man. Like, like, I, okay. yeah, they, they deliver, but like, there's a perfect amount of like self awareness of just how dumb this shit is, and <laughs> how entertaining it is, though. Like, this is my favorite uh, film of Wesley Snipes too. Like, like the first two Blade, actually, I like Blade Three as well. Like, I, I, I enjoyed those a lot too. But like, this, this is kind of where like his character got a lot of love. I felt like in terms of like the one liners. That he got to spout off and like his little like Simon Says thing, um, so like I think he really definitely got a lot of room to kind of show off like how much fun Simon he can be oh in a role. God. Like yeah, that, that definitely like again despite the fact that I spent a good deal amount of time getting shitting on this film about like its weird worldviews, like he is one of my favorite film characters. It's a like, perfect eighties villain. Yeah, he is. yeah, he is. I mean, the movie came in the nineties, but yeah, I do agree. Oh, yeah, the movie did feel very eighties to me, mm-hmm. though. In a lot of the things that it did, like like LA's like in the fucking war zone, I felt like every other eighties film was like used to show that. If anything, I feel like they probably got inspiration from Mad Max with how they were dressing half the time. Maybe. Oh yeah, the the people who live like underground. Or well, not, or even or... his friends, like Wesley Snipes' friends, and when they were destroying LA in the very beginning, like they all had that very much like. Uh, they were wearing football pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah like every... a cyberpunk features. Yeah. Was that a film as well? Are you talking about Warriors? Well, thank you, Warriors. Oh, yeah. with the street gangs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good one. That's yeah, good. that's that's what we want. Like, I was thinking maybe... Blade Runner was released... 81 80, or 82. Yeah. something from there. Because one thing I realized is what is the next 10 years actually going to look like? And, you know, we perceived... Uh, future in the movie when we saw these movies like even iRobot if you remember mm-hmm. we thought the robots would take the world and all that but technically I mean I don't think anybody really expected the robots to take no, over not the world but I think the like the future is not gonna be like this I mean that's with any movie that's that, looking yeah. into the future they yeah. always yeah, yeah. There, there's more of a message that's always like comes back to a present like right. I, I understand why a lot of these places would show places like New York and LA is very violent because crime rates back in the day were going up very high now this film was again filmed in '93. Um, it, the film starts in the '96 um, mm-hmm. LA, and it's just it, and that was done with the implication that the crime rate just kept going up and up and up. But what happened in real life was that the crime rates peaked in '94, and after that, you know, I feel like kind of the economic condition of this country got like a lot better. Um, through a bit of like globalization also the IT boom literally hit at that time yeah and just like California for that and it just kind of like reduced throughout the entire country kind of like in fact like a good portion of the world like I think it's like somewhere in the mid 90s is like when like the prime rates kept going up and peak and then it just like it's been on a general downward swing since Mm -hmm. you know so like like, yeah it's like yeah they didn't so they didn't get that right but they also like I get where they were coming from because they were using their present 
as the context to build that future world. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Sort of? What was the guy who literally had like a ridiculous amount of AK ammunition and like plated armor and literally was just going down I think LA at some point and just mowing at cops and all they had equipped at the time were like pistols and shotguns? This is like a real thing that happened. Oh, wait. Actually, they were able to like subdue the guy. Was that that wasn't the same guy who like had a he made almost like a, a tank type vehicle? Do you remember? Maybe he did. I think that might have been like the part two of it. There, yeah, there was some. Maybe there were two separate cases. Yeah, but this was like in the in the early nineties, I think, or mid nineties. This happened in L.A. So I know like L.A. tends to have a lot of like crazy like. Wait, is that a real? That, that sounds like something from like a. No, film. it's a real. That thing. sounds like it's a real thing. They, that they sounds like made a movie. Predator right? too. They actually made a movie. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I've seen the movie, but I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, the specific I mean, they had case. some police footage at the time where like even the dude was shooting at like um, uh, helicopters, but like it seems really interesting that they always like to capture a lot of the um, bad socioeconomic times of South Central LA, but uh, you know as glorified as it was as well in many ways. Um, uh, yeah, like I, yeah. definitely, I feel like a little. Uh, misrepresented in a, in a similar way. I mean, I, I don't think like the ideas, like the more intricate aspects of socioeconomic class were actually the point of this film. <laughs> yeah, so they tried to show some yeah. of it with like the you know, basic above ground, below ground people, but like, like I said, it's, it's a fun film, man. I enjoyed the explosion. <laughs> I enjoyed the one-liners. I enjoyed the heavy acting. Um, I, I, I love that scene with the sex. The sex. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Virtue, virtue sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Swapping fluids. Fluid <laughs> transfer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mouth transfer? Ew. Wait, so explain the three shells thing, because you said you'd both seen that in somewhere else, um, some other movie. What was yeah, the reference to that? I, I don't know where else I saw it, but I know I've like seen it somewhere else. And yeah, I, I looked it up. It is. It did originate from this film. Okay. Yeah, it, and it's supposed to be kind of like this like in-joke thing, where it's like, do you even know how to use the three shells? Like, it's purposefully left vague and even like whatever it was that i'm trying to remember that i saw elsewhere that had this um it was the same thing where it's like it's just left vague on purpose okay because it's so like weirdly esoteric like what do you do with three seashells to like you know clean up down there director at some point i think in an interview or something um said like apparently used two shells to like pinch off all the shit and then one shell to wipe something like that so your ass will just rip apart. Yeah, understandably so. Um, but uh, that's just kind of a funny thing. I really love the use of continuity that they had. They like really kept a lot of like things going. So like every time someone swore, you'd always have in the background fine uh, <laughs> for uh, verbal verbal moral uh, uh, code or something like that. It's like wow. The music was really weird at a certain point. I swear, like when he was like looking at that. Uh, payphone computer type thing. Yeah. It was almost like yes, almost sounded like Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like there was like a really weird kind of light instrumental going on in the background, and then like all of a sudden, I think when he starts fighting people, it goes super dark again. But it yeah. was like the tone was kind of like all over the place. But I think, like you said, that's like part of it, and it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of kind of selling the. It's the a mishmash of everything coming together that's yeah. not supposed yeah. to be together. Yeah. 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 Like it. I, I like. I think that sells again more of that like less serious like like it's supposed to be a fun film, and and even like the most depressing part isn't even that depressing. 
like with the whole underground people like Dennis Leary's like cracking jokes and shit yeah he doesn't seem to destroy my body (laughs) (laughs) and I was like okay like you guys are supposed to be super angry and sad and you guys were just like cool with this and just went with it and I was like okay (laughs) they want to rob Taco Bell guys (laughs) (laughs) and you spray the place with graffiti that was such a weird thing he wants to have (laughs) no but it was it was good it was entertaining I liked it yeah, it was just Michael Bay with a lot of um, puns, you know, which is good. Basically. Yeah. A better Michael Bay. A better Michael Bay, yeah. yeah. Because the characters were actually entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's Michael Bay's characters are not, I, at least I, I personally don't find them entertaining. No, they have, because, I mean, they have a personality in this movie. Like, they don't really have a personality in Michael Bay movies. Yeah, just like props. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone acted in a very specific way that was true to who they were playing. Yeah. And I bought it very easily because, I mean, with, I don't know, like, there's the way they set up the movie was really nice because, like, the way they were presenting their society and the way they were acting, it all flowed really well. I like they removed a lot of potential, like, tie up the loose ends right from the get go. They're like, all right, your wife already died. Your daughter, I don't want to know anything about my daughter. This is too much for me, right? Yeah, I was like, shit, okay. I that was going to be a bigger emotional moment, yeah. babe. Like, yeah. Whatever. I was, I was half thinking, it was like, Sandra Bullock, your daughter. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy on him. That would have gotten so dark. <laughs> right. Exactly. But they entirely ignored it. and just like, oh, okay. my God. But that's what I was on like, what if? Sandra Bullock is his daughter. Yeah, like maybe the way, the way, way she like yeah the way she was like emulating like the past yeah. and like now he's here. <laughs> I mean, I didn't dwell that deep into it, but I was like that a dad thing. Yeah, but I was like, if this occurs, how awkward will it be? No, but you're right. Like they took a very they eliminated so much of the stuff that would have been like right. wow. And, and I mean, in the beginning, he's like, my wife is dead, and then now he's like, hey, let's have sex, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. This yeah, he got over it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I would be like shocked for like a week or two. Come on. I mean, did he get over it quickly? I mean, he was stuck in cryo, and he apparently was dreaming this for quite a long time. So. And even yeah, like, but I mean, he would then still be traumatized, right? Yeah, he even said like, okay. I watched my wife like pound on the glass of ice and all this shit. I'm just like. And you're okay now? Like, what? If you're awake, he should be a wreck. Yeah. Yeah, he would be a wreck. I like fucking Sandra Bullock that killed her first person ever, and then... And she was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Alright, let me make out with you now. Real deal, fluid transfer, you know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, I was expecting Stallone, when he came out of the cryo, to have some form of PTSD, you know? Not from what he did as Demolition Man, but, you know kid might have died, wife might have died, you know, something or the other is going wrong, wrong in his head, you know. But then to come on and be like, my wife is dead. No, and but it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was smart way the, they wrote it. Like, they eliminated so many, like, these really, really depressing things. They lightly yeah. touched on it, and they're like, okay, we're yeah. moving on, though. So, <laughs> like, on, like, when I'm usually watching the movie, and I was thinking of, like, like wow. Like, I I'd always, like, had trouble, like, connecting with Stallone's character. This time, second time watching, not as much. First time, I was like, wait, how am I supposed to buy this good guy who, like, just let, like, 40 people just, like, innocently die? But then, you know, you come to that scene later. In the he film. literally says it. <laughs> yeah, then, they, they were dead already. And then, like, fucking with them the whole time. It's a funny movie. That was a very Joker moment, actually. Yep. No, like, yeah. it's a, I feel like that's the whole movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's some depressing thing. Make a joke out of it. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was really interesting, like similar like that Joker moment. Um, just like how like Batman and Joker are always playing cat and mouse with each other. Yeah. They never really killed each other either until like the very end here, at least, or even with like the Killing Joke. 
shit like that. I mean, that's but, if you think he actually it, kills him and kills yeah. him. Right. But, but like, not dead. you know. And then he comes back. Well, if they make a sequel. But it's always like they're shooting at each other and they're missing everything. And it's like, these guys are supposed to be hardened, trained criminals and cops. No. The dude was a hell of a fucking claw, like, fucking ten feet in front of him. He's just laughing, like, for ten minutes. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Wesley Snipes did say in the movie, okay, I'm going to do my shooting aim now, some of the practice shots. So he was intentionally missing that part. So I'm okay with that. But for the part afterwards where... Stallone is down and they're Ooh. fighting it out it then is just full the, on the plot armor right. and the plot induced stupidity is intentional yeah, yeah. I know but it's like, it's hilarious for me I was just like this yeah. is what I've come here for Stallone just shooting out of nowhere but it's actually dangling off some pipes you know, up and down I'm like this is it for me and it's also for just more to look cool rather than yeah. for it to actually make them same thing with you guys that initially ambush um, them in the final scene like why are they jumping at them why not like they had guns in the previous scene those guys lasted two seconds i thought we were gonna see some cool action <laughs> sequence and i think i went to the bathroom and it fucking ended it was <laughs> <Yeah>. like shit <laughs> what the ones that were, were released from cryo right yeah they were there for like a minute and it was like I it was a bit of this actually to be fair i don't recall anything other than the fact that they were Cheers, have a beer, and then that's it. They were gone. they killed they, they really killed the uh, they killed the old guy yeah, they yeah. The old guy, but then yeah nothing yeah. I also love like a lot of like the competition that existed back in the day between Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And they, oh, and they, they would literally yeah. make fun of each other in each other's movies. So like you would have like Schwarzenegger's president? Which by the way, he was not far off. I mean yeah, he was governor. He was governor. He was like this close. I'm yeah. like, how how close can this guy go? Exactly. <laughs> but then like you'd also see like um there was one time where like a Sylvester Stallone movie was being like promoted and you had like a life size cutout. And Arnold Schwarzenegger stood next to him. He's like, he's so small. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're all like going after each other. And I think that was just kind of a funny little quip that these two like action hero titans would always just like somehow make the other one live throughout the movie and just kind of like hype each other up in that weird way. Almost like, you know, WWE wrestlers or something yeah. to that effect. They're always constantly just like... Didn't they come together for a movie in 2010? Expendables. Expendables, yeah. yeah. With a bunch of other people. Yeah, Jason Statham. Schwarzenegger has like his own version of this movie. I think it came out at the same time. Running Man? Have you guys seen Yeah. That's like pretty much the same thing. I think a little less funny, but it's very hammy. It's based off of, uh, I forgot who wrote the book. Richard Bachman. And Richard Bachman's pseudonym is actually um, Stephen King. And funny enough, like, that's also based on the entire genre literature of uh, Dystopian films. Same with like um, Lord of the Flies, Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of, to this genre that like. Uh, Holy crap! The Running Man was released in '87. Yeah, that was a lot of that. Was yeah, yeah, but I thought that, that I thought that was a more serious film. So. That's what I'm saying, more serious, but still like that right, hammy, right. dystopian, like, and there was, I mean, I saw similarities. This one was yeah. definitely funnier. Getting closer yeah. to idiocracy then. Just I like, mean, it was. Uh, they had very similar careers at that time. <laughs> I was just, re- I knew it was going to be funny the moment I saw Stallone jump out of the helicopter. I'm like, yep, I know which movie I'm going to do. Dude, He was just on phase. Why not just drop down a little bit more? Like a mega wedgie. I felt like they just spent a good budget of that film just trying to like get that shit right. Well, and blowing up that building, I'm sure, was like a quarter of their budget. Yeah. 
I'm like, wow, you're over. No, that was that was a actually that, that, that was that was a pretty fucking cool explosion. Yeah, that that whole like intro is like my favorite part of the film. To it's be honest pretty, with you, like yeah, it's pretty solid. Like the explosions, they one hundred percent literally blew up a building, like a very very big building. <laughs> but it was so cool. Demolition man. I was expecting like, okay, it's gonna be like you know a quarter of the building. Exploded. Yeah, you usually whatever you see, the whole building gone. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Oh, yeah, which movie I'm watching today? I'm like, wait, these are all like, there's a lot of C4. Like, this entire building better fucking explode if there's this much C4. Building, they really set the tempo. And then with Snipes' intro, just being him doing lines in a room by himself. He's literally like, I can hear Sylvester's glory coming by. Puncture a couple barrels. Crap! I need to take as much cocaine as possible before I go cry of sleeping. Man, that's solid fashion. The the checker pants and the... <laughs> overalls. He comes out of cry I'm yeah. like, overalls. I'm like, damn. Is that your uh, your inspiration? You used to say it while you're in the bathroom. It's, yeah. You know. It's a 2043 thing. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, God. Hopefully what not. did you think, Jess? I, <laughs> I don't know if I can go in, in depth. Like you, you know, don't have to. Yeah. I thought it was really cool to see, uh, like Frank was talking about, that it was a, a utopian dystopia, mm-hmm. just because I don't really see it a lot. But um, And then the point about the conflict and the lack of it is not really, like, how do you know you're in a utopian dystopia if you don't have conflict? So. Because, yeah, you can't recognize it. I just appreciated seeing one well-made like that, and it had... A great combination of all the like the things that I like in movies. It's the humor and the silly action. It was good. It's something I'd watch again. So I think timeless. Voice. Yeah. What do you think, Nicole? Um, I don't usually like action. Well, not. It's hard for me to focus on like explosions and like action movies because it's like okay, like it's blowing up, but this was entertaining. And yeah, when I first saw the villain. I was like, he reminds me of like that chaotic personality of um, Beetlejuice and the Joker. And like his outfit with the checkered thing. I was like, mm. that's like a very, like a cartoon. Cartoonish? Yeah. I liked it. You know, we can definitely easily make a drinking game out of this. Yeah. Oh, every oh, time oh, someone curses. Someone curses. Fuck, ass, shit. <laughs> Three shells. Every time there's a reference to a Brave New World, um, um, Rambo. Yeah, oh, yeah, you made that Rambo yeah. reference too. Oh, you wouldn't even make it halfway through. <laughs> it would be like take a sip take for a each sip. one of these things, not like take a shot or something. I can guarantee you, like, ten minutes through the movie, you'd be like, oh my god, I think we drank too much. Like, you've watched action movies, you've liked this year so far. Explodes. Yeah. Because literally say Lord of the Rings five minutes in. Uh, because I, was like, I don't think you were yeah, expecting like that one either. Did you see that they're making an anime of it? No. Of uh, it's a uh, it's called the not of it. It's like a new story, but it's called the um the Wars of Rohim, I think. I've heard. Ro- yeah. Ro- uh, the war the Wars of Rohirrim. Rohirrim, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, it's an anime. It's gonna set. It's supposed to be like an anime special. Let's not get oh. off topic. This but yeah, no, it's not <laughs> shit. Quick plug for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is sponsored by. <laughs> um. So yeah, overall, 
great movie. Overall, great. I oh, love the nice. variety. I think it's we need to we need yeah, to keep like, spreading just, it out. Just don't think too deeply about it. Just, just like sit back. Relax I, I would say time. this is like a sorbet for the mouth, just to cleanse it, and then just you know. I actually, mm. would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we could talk so much about a sw- palate cleanser is such an interesting thing too, right? Yeah, and it's like the fact that we could take that much away out of something. It's like it's mind. like this movie did a really good job of like trying. Doing something that would be very difficult, but not trying very hard right. to do it, like but still they, yeah, they did it seamlessly. Where it's like it's a lot of effort, but they kind of made it seem like it's not a lot. Task of failed successfully, which actually yes, is really yes. interesting because this was actually a commercial failure. This movie was a commercial failure. Yeah, and like all. Of and the speaking of commercials, all the fucking singing. Oh my god, the radio station. So many forms. Back to neoliberalism when ad culture and all that stuff yeah. is going to literally plague everything. That was but funny. another thing is that this movie. But actually, this movie was literally doing that in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. But it actually, yeah, actually became a cult success after the fact. Oh, it made its money back from after. Um, like all followings and stuff like that. But yeah, like it got so much like rented and bought after the fact mm. that it, it made its money back That's plus. Funny. So yeah, it became a success. I wonder why. Uh, people say it was just a cult following. You know, it's just so stupid, you have to watch it. You know, excuse me, what's your boggle? You know, I want to run around naked in green jello. It's like, what? You know, it's just, it's stupid, right? Yeah, and that's no. why it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, like, you can't just, like, some people think if something's being, like, silly or hammy, like, it has to be bad, mm-hmm. but that's just another way of something being fun and entertaining and good, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. is, like, this was semi the start of good B-movies that are not actually B-movies. So, like, Cabin in the Woods, where it's like it's making fun you of itself. You would say that's B. Well, it's, I'm saying like it's making fun of itself. Oh, okay. Kind of right, right. No, that, maybe that's yeah, that's not saying that correctly. Not B movie, but like like almost like a parody, but not as not like scary movie. But yeah, like yeah, a smarter yeah. version of like that. Yeah, it, smart. It, it's like a Brave New World parody, basically. But I in think a way. that's what's really interesting about why this movie might have been a commercial failure is that I think people were not. They like, didn't understand it. They didn't understand that type of like self awareness, like. Meta, right? They weren't really like into the whole entire meta thing in the nineties, I'd say. So they're just kind of like, 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 how do you how do you think a remake would fare today? Honestly, I'd say a remake would probably kill, especially because like an HBO series. Some of the non PC shit that's in the movie, exactly. There'd be adjustments, like the There'd be adjustments. Changing more like for no reason, right? Yeah, trying to speak Spanish. Oh, oh god! god. Like, they clearly like dogged him and just kept spinning the camera. So I do have to out. say, I do have to say, the part where Wesley Snipes just started, you know, saying Ching Chong Ching, I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> right now? Right <laughs> 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 now? Random too. Like, like it didn't make sense no. in the context of the scene. I mean, those guys even look Asian. <laughs> right? Like, we already know he was evil. You don't have to like. <laughs> Make it racist on Damn, man. Come on now. Stone cold. Hypothetically, if we're going down the remake path, who, who would, off the top of your head, who would you pick to play the two main, two main people? Mahershala Ali for this. Okay, he's gonna Just because he's doing Blade. Guys, we need him. I don't think I've seen him in like a silly, lighthearted role though, so far. Yeah, I don't know if he'd do it, but that'd be cool. Wesley, I feel like Wesley has a good range for some yeah. reason, but I don't I don't know about... I don't, yeah, Malcolm Mouth, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of was a little sillier with uh, Luke Cage. Ah, uh, I see. Well, I saw that uh, guy. Saw uh, that who silly. played Bushmaster 
in the, in the second season. Oh, oh, I know. The Jamaican dude. Does it have to be? Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't know his name. But does it have to be like a like a like an English speaking? What do you have in mind? Omar Sy, the guy who was in that uh that one French film that's really funny from 2011. He's also the main character in Lupin. On, uh, oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, like, uh, Untouchables is that? Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's called. And like that was a comedy film. Like that's where you got his big break, right? Oh, okay. yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like, right, like, okay, like so, you can see he does some action stuff in that show, yeah. and like, like he's got the comedy so, chops too. So, so who so. would be? So that's I'm guessing you're saying that for the antagonist. Yeah. So who would be protagonist? No, you shut up. Don't even say that. No. It's not you a good like fit. A big dude with the rock. No. And like you know, there's a part of me like I want the rock, but then it's like he plays the same exact character in every yeah. film, and I'm like kind of over that yeah. personally. You know, I mean, that works for him, like good for him, but um, John Cena. John Cena would be the Yeah. Actually, that I don't think that would be so far off. No, I, I can see Diesel do something like yeah, that. Yeah. He's about like wacky nerdy shit. What about Batista? So. I would say, I would say, yeah, galaxy yeah, yeah. Right? he's, he's yeah. become better. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he has more range than The than Rock and John yeah. Cena, to be honest. He really? picks cooler projects, too. Like, way cool. Like, what he was in, he had Blade Runner, he was in James Bond, mm-hmm. he was in, I don't know if he's in uh, Army of the Dead. He was in Gruber. I haven't watched Gruber. Gruber, isn't that what it's called? Okay. Uh, when he's like an Uber driver. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. from Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched it together. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Actually, he would do a good job. Yeah, because right? he did. He played a comedian. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, I would probably. That's, yeah, Batista. Yeah. Batista, I think, would be a, yeah. a good choice. Who would you have as the aspiring Sandra Bullock? Ooh, that's a hard one. Ooh, she did Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, yeah that, actually, that, that would actually be pretty spot on. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a comedy movie for sure. Now. <laughs> yeah, you need some. No, it, but she could. Like she that. could. She could, uh, so she did, what's it called, um, Legion, I think? No. Is that the X-Men one? No, not Legion, sorry. It's, she did a movie where, like, she did a show where, like, a lot of her lines were, like, she had to, like, deadpan things, like, the entire time. It's not, she has, like, a cop show. Is that yeah, one? yeah, it's I haven't that seen one. it, but it's she plays, literally, she just says, like, the weirdest fucking shit, and she just deadpans it. The oh, wait, was it Angie's? Wait, I know. Angie Tribeca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, was, I actually think she would make. So is, it, is that not a comedy? It is. I think they try. I don't like it the comedy personally because it doesn't hit me right. But oh, okay. it's it. I feel like she would nail that kind of uh, acting that they did for this movie. I could see that. Wow, look at that! We just cast the remake of uh, Demotion Man. Not yet, done yet. Honestly, like I feel like all these actors would nail their roles. We, we're just missing one more person. And, and it's like not, off. it's not super flashy. No. Super <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? We're just missing one more <laughs> cast member. The other cop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Casting him? Mm. That might be a little difficult. Just a tad. Just put gear on, it'll be fine. Who are you, Pancho Villa? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Did that guy have a fake nose on too? Because I've seen him now. And his face doesn't look like that. No, he looks... So, but he got a nose job? I don't know. It seemed like they put, like, a fake nose on him in certain angles. Um, The one who played the... The associate Bob? Yeah. I forgot. Pancho Villa. Oh, oh, Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I saw him in something recently, and uh, that's kind of off topic. I saw him... His, like, face looks a lot smaller in this film. I don't know if that makes any sense. 
makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right, like, I don't know, like, now that he's older, it looks like, I don't know, he takes a or some yeah. shit. Because when I seen him in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah, yeah that's what he it was. Looked, okay. He looked very different and strange compared to... Maybe you got a nose show. Yeah. I don't know. Really. a 20 year difference. More than that. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is true. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Any final thoughts? It's dumb fun. Oh, he definitely, yeah, he definitely had work yeah. done. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I've seen him in <laughs> other movies. He looked like a witch's nose at certain angles. Oh, no, yeah, he, he yeah. definitely got something done. No, yeah, but it's it's good fun. Let's just put it that way. Good fun. Solid pick out. Tune in uh, next time My for choice. Chris.